So, Cam, I have some um, personal news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, uh, I'm, uh, I'm actually in a thruple now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, with uh, Halson and Shadowheart. Okay. Yeah. Cool, So, uh, yeah, we've got a little <laughs> thruple action going. You, uh, you remember that band, uh, I Wrestled a Bear Once? Yeah, they, uh, they are now, the couple that was in that band is now in that really big band, um, what are they called? I don't know. Uh, fuck. <laughs> well, hold on. I gotta, I gotta say it now. Yep. Yep, you sure do. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. It's very, very crucial uh, information. Spirit Box. Okay, cool, yeah. So well, it's it's uh, a husband and wife. They were the guitar player and vocalist of I Wrestled the Bear once, and they are now yep. the same thing in Spirit Box. Yeah, well, if my avatar from Baldur's Gate 3 were to start a mathcore band, uh, it would be called I Fucked a Bear Once. You know what? I gotta be honest with you, man. Uh, I think that the the that joke was it did suffer from my distraction in looking at that band, and I apologize for that. I feel like I feel like I would have laughed more if that had. If that had yeah, if there the wasn't like a, a fifteen second delay. <laughs> and you know you what? Here's it. the thing: we can't go back nope. and redo it. I, nope. I I wish that I could pretend that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Pal. You fucked the puppy on that one. I, d- Ooh, I don't <laughs> fucking care for that expression. That's. That's rough, dude. <laughs> and not just around the edge. That is rough all the way through. I don't, I don't like that. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to Left on Red. Uh, yep. Where uh, the points don't matter. And uh, what is it that they used to say on? Dude, I don't fucking remember. Yeah. I haven't seen that show in You know like what I'm talking years. about, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, whose line is it anyway? Whose line is it anyway? That was a great where show. The questions are made up and the points don't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an yep. awesome show. Yeah. Like, really fundamental I, to my understanding yeah. of what was funny. Yeah, no, but seriously, dude, if you get the option to fuck the bear. I did. Like I said as no. A... <laughs> I said no. Oh, my God, dude. I'm not saying I won't do it in another playthrough, but um, no, oh, I don't it's know. Hysterical. My, my character and Shadowheart yeah. have a really beautiful thing going. and um, Yeah. Well, no, so what happens is you can you can just bang Halson normally. But like he like quickly changes into a bear, and you can convince him to stay in bear form, 
And he's like, really? Cause it's going to be big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen yeah. it. <laughs> and then there's a squirrel that watches you guys, like, little fucking pervert doing his voyeur shit. And he's, like, eating a nut, and then he drops the nut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it gets too weird. Yeah. Um, so I have, I did, before I before I settled down with Lazel, I mean, with uh, Shadowheart, Shadowheart, I did yeah. bang Lazel a few times. Because she's, she's easy, dude. Yeah, she's oh she's yeah, trying to fuck like the well, second... dude, this, her and Gale, yeah, like Gale, you can turn Gale down and he still keeps asking you. He's just like begs for it. That didn't happen for me, really. Yeah, well, when the game first released, apparently they had accidentally made all of the characters too horny. Yeah, but like specifically Gale, they had to turn down the horny meter. Yeah, like dude, Gale would just like every time you talked to Gale, he'd be like, "So you want fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Like there's of, magical. A there's pass. a magical orb in me. Would you like for me to be in you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to suck my magical orb? <laughs> On that note, <laughs> let's start the show. So anyway, yeah, this game fucking rules, man. Yeah. Uh, we got we've been we've been real naughty boys, haven't we? What do you mean? Well, I just mean that we haven't written an episode in a while. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I'm in the process of moving right yeah, now. Yeah, Evan's got a lot going on, and so oh, we've got great reasons for it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. It's, I don't. I just well. I just feel the need to mention it for the listeners. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we but we have we do have some history adjacent yeah. things to discuss. I also could just talk about Baldur's Gate for an hour because <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that might be slightly out of scope. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think that we're uh, gonna do that. But um, yeah. suffice it to say, the game's fantastic, and I yeah. took about six weeks off, and I know you said you had a similar gap there, and yeah. uh, just got back into it. And I'm in Act yep. 3, and boy, oh boy, there are so many cool quests. Yeah. So if you're a person... It's actually like too many quests. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's a lot. It's a lot. Playing, and, and that's why like, I stopped playing Act 3, because it was like, I kept trying to finish a quest, but in order to finish a quest, I would have to like... I mean, there's the whole the part where you have to go into the sewers. Like, so many of the quests that yeah. I'm actively doing require me to go into the sewers, which advances the story. But then there's so many other quests. It's just like I don't know. It yeah. like starts to get overwhelming. I will say to you, uh, yeah. without giving anything away, the yeah. game makes it seem like certain choices regarding that, like going into yeah. the sewers, will like irrevocably change. You can like anything else in this game. You can yeah. work your way around that stuff. So do what feels fun. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's a way yeah. to have whatever outcome you want from those no. things um i mean at least for me like i'm my guy's a little chatty boy i made a little no. fucking yapper and uh so i can convince anyone to do fucking anything and it's been a blast i'm really no. excited to replay the game as like a fucking meathead yeah an evil moron i think i want to play well so i don't I, I don't like playing games as an evil character i really don't no. i don't get a lot of enjoyment from it um like 
I don't know. I, 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 even in like GTA, I would always feel bad. I would like save the game and then I would do like the killing spree like everyone does. Yeah. And then I would just like, eh, eh, just driving eh. the car down the, uh, down the sidewalk. Yeah. I don't know. It's not fun for me, like mowing people down. Anyway, um, <laughs> I know you're laughing because you're like, yeah, it's fucking great, dude. I love yeah, that dude, it's shit. It's fucking dude. hysterical. I love that shit, dude. I love yeah. to be a fucking piece of shit. Um, yeah. Fuck but- yeah, brother. I do want to play as a dark urge. I think what I want to yeah. do, Dirge I think I think my idea, okay, yeah. is to play a dark urge vengeance paladin. Yeah. Right? And constantly and but try to be like somewhat morally good. So like fighting the urge to be like a masochistic murdering yeah. revenge dude. Yeah. But not become an oath I don't know. It just sounds like a like a fun role play. Um, yeah. and I might be a dwarf or a half orc. Yeah. That's the thought right now. Like a dwerger or a regular dwarf? Well, I'm playing a dark elf right now, so I feel yeah. like I don't want to do a, I mean a dwerger would be awesome. My natural inclination is to play any like fucking yeah. dark, you know, brooding character, but um I, lo- I love the idea of a character that you would think is evil but is actually a sweetie pie. So like I'm playing a dwell a, a drow now, but mm-hmm. he's such a he's such a he's such a fucking do gooder. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm such a hero. I I love saving the world. Pussy. Yeah, but like here's <laughs> the thing, you know. I don't know. I feel like I don't ever have the I don't have that like revenge fantasy where I like want to be like. I don't know. I just don't like the idea of being mean. I want to be the good guy. Yeah. That's just true. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I took like five weeks off, and so it's uh, just trying to get back into it now. It's pretty fun. My guy's just a gigantic elf uh, paladin who now has two bays. Beefcake. Yeah, and one I of them is also a beefcake. Yeah. It's yeah. I, too... I'm a beefcake elf. And Halston is a beefcake elf. He's a beefcake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my character is a twink, for sure. Like a skinny little... I tried to... What I, My idea was, because my character is a bard, is I wanted him to be like a goth. Like a goth Davey industrial... Havoc. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Davey, you, you nailed it. You called him Davey Havoc. When, and yeah. you know what? I've been listening to a lot of AFI recently. Davey oh, Havoc fucking rips. So yeah. I'm totally happy with that. Um, but yeah, he's like a little side swept hair having neck tat fucking yeah. goth bard and it's chef's kiss. Nice. Yep. <clears throat> cool. Cool. So anyway, cool. uh, <laughs> you guys, if you're, if you haven't played Baldur's Gate yet, you should because yeah. it's quite good. Yep. Um, I think the big thing we wanted to talk about. Yeah. The one, yeah, we, so yeah, uh, I guess, uh, spoiler alert, although I, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie Napoleon, we're going to talk about Ridley Scott's Napoleon. Yeah, we're going to talk for the most of the episode, I think, about Napoleon. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it is a new movie. It's still out in theaters. So yeah, although if, I think most people know how the story goes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I think although we're no, also, how we're the story gonna, goes isn't really how the movie goes. Exactly, how the story goes isn't really how the movie yeah. goes. And I think we are going to talk about like artistic decisions, narrative yeah. choices, things like that. That could still be, you know, like, even though you know the Titanic sinks at the end of Titanic, if you didn't know about the plot details of the movie, I mean, granted, that's a yeah. whole movie, but you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. spoilers. There, there will be spoilers. Um, yeah. And nothing, you know, Napoleon doesn't fucking win and become king of the earth at the end. No. <laughs> um, no. But, 
you know, unfortunately. Yeah, that would have been cool. It would have been um, really fucking yeah, sweet. Yeah, no, so, like, and I, I should also preface this by saying, uh, Ridley Scott, uh, you know, he made two of my favorite movies ever, in Blade Runner and Alien. Uh, I think those are probably his, by far, his two best movies. Um, really not Gladiator? Some... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Gladiator is a cool movie, but... I've just been watching Sopranos for the first time, and well. there's a lot of Gladiator references in season three. <laughs> really? <laughs> Ralph, Ralph Cifaretto or whatever. He's always yeah. just like, what we do in this life echoes in eternity. And then I'll just like yeah. beat a beat a stripper to death. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yep, that's Ralph Sofaretto, all right. Yeah. Um but um yeah, no, uh with one of the greatest hair pieces <laughs> in life. Oh yeah. And here's the thing because because <laughs> Joey Pants is <laughs> Joey Pants is bald and like proudly bald. Yeah. I don't know why they had him he's wear that. He's bald in the Matrix, you he's, know what I mean? Yeah, he's bald in 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 he's just he's bald. I don't know why they had and him. And they wear just that. give him the most insane hairpiece in history for the Sopranos. It's fucking hysterical. Um but uh like just, like insane hairpiece. Yeah. But um yeah, no. So like, you know, but you know, really Scott's got some misses too and he's got some films that are just okay, but not great. Like, I think the like and the, but the law of the what times that I like the not as good Ridley Scott movies, it's there's like some insane reasons for it. Like I don't know if you saw his movie The Last Duel. No, I didn't. And that's a I mean, cool that, story. So I was thinking. It's about a cool it, but... story. It's super like goofy. It's just having both Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in like a medieval like period piece. Yeah. It's hysterical. Just like Matt, Ben Affleck being like, I swear, you gotta duel him. Yeah, you gotta do. Take them. off your pants. You're gonna fuck these girls. Listen, like that's literally one of the scenes. And <laughs> listen here, all right. Yeah. I I don't care. I don't care whether you whether you raped her or you didn't. Okay, <laughs> this is my boy. Oh, you're gonna fight him. No, there's literally a scene where like he tells Adam Driver to take his pants off and fuck some wenches hmm. with him. <laughs> but well. it's just like out of like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon to me are not the types of actors. To play like in a medieval like movie. No, you, you need I mean? you need like, Ralph Ineson. You want somebody to yes, be in a medieval yeah. movie? You need Ralph Ineson. Yeah, a- absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. You put britches and you're gonna fuck these witches, right? Like you're like, all right, Ralph, <laughs> yeah. I, I got it, dude. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, Thomason, but uh, yeah, not Ben Affleck. Prayer. What's that? I said Thomason, lovest thou prayer? <laughs> yeah, fucking great movie. Yeah. Ralph Ineson's great in everything. He's, he's fucking in. I love awesome. Him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was another. I'll talk about another movie that I just saw where he's in it only in voice. But um, but yeah, no. So it's just like I don't know. And the, so the movie's just like really goofy because it has those two dumbasses in it. And you know, I mean, Boston respect, love Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, even though Ben Affleck is like a shitty CIA asset. But still, what? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like the mo- you know what, man? I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> You're one of my favorite people in the world. But, like, I feel like every year that goes by, <laughs> you just get kookier and kookier. So, no, what? Man, the so, movie Argo, like, the movie Argo, he straight up had, like, CIA input into it. And he, like, yes. worked with the CIA. And, well, it's about, a, it's about a CIA op. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but and you think he's like, now actually. Well, he's an asset for that movie, right? You know what I mean? He worked with the CIA to create CIA propaganda for a movie that kind of, like, is used to whitewash an event that the CIA was involved in and give their personal narrative or their their uh their their narrative that they want for it okay. the movie is an asset for them you know what i mean so he okay. was an asset there <clears throat> i think you're I an mean, asset. am i wrong dude no i'm not i'm, I'm just <laughs> i just 
I feel like I feel like the list of people that are CIA assets gets bigger and bigger. There are a lot of them. I know. Uh, but um <sighs> but anyway, as I was saying, so, you know, but still Boston represent, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like that one's like super goofy, but I think it's like goofy in a way that's still enjoyable. And that's why I think about Napoleon too. Like yeah. in terms of like being like a history of Napoleon, it's like a half star. <laughs> movie. Yeah. But like, it's like so funny and insane that like, like I enjoyed watching it. You know what I mean? It's like the absolute most insane take on the Napoleonic story. Like they basically present Napoleon as like, like a mentally disabled brute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, so, yes. like, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, he's like a, like a barely literate moron in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> who like somehow is just conquering everything. I mean, there's the fucking... Well, not scene. even somehow. They're just like, yeah, they don't no. even make it seem like he's conquering everything. They really yeah. gloss over the conquering part. They yeah. really only show... Like a couple of wins, and they make it pretty clear that Austerlitz, it's like, yeah, yeah, he like lucked into this, and it was some goofy shit. Yeah, they don't really make clear that if, at if one you point... if you just watch that movie without any preconceived notion about Napoleon or any prior knowledge no. about him and his his conquests and like what a fucking monster he was and how well educated he was, and, too. yeah, what a brilliant, and like articulate, brilliant. yeah. <laughs> you would be like, okay, so he was like, he was like. He was like batting 500 for battles. Like, yeah. just like, yeah, he like won two, lost two, and the two that he lost were more important. So, yeah. like, what a fucking it loser. It completely skips over the Italian campaign. Oh, all of it. Which, like, uh, like all of it. They don't even mention it. it uh, like, he goes, it goes right from the 13th of Vendemiaire reaction, um, which I think, I think that was uh, before the Italian campaign. I can't remember. Y- yeah. I think so. Yeah, 13th Vendemiaire. I'm, I'm not as, like, well read in the Napoleon stuff as no. you are. I've I've listened to the history of Napoleon podcast, which is a Eight, the age of Napoleon. Age of Napoleon, yeah. Uh, and I'm not even caught up on that. That's a great show, though. That is shout out to that. But, um, you guys should listen. But yeah, so anyway, but it just like glosses completely over the Italian campaign, which he did like in his mid to late twenties. Yeah, and it's like still to this day considered one of the greatest military campaigns in history. Uh, you know, it's when out of nowhere the the French like Republic, still in its revolutionary state, like conquered like all of like northern Italy. Yeah. And, like, put in all of these, like, uh, sort of, like, client republics throughout there. Skips right over that and goes right to his Egypt one. And it doesn't even explain that. It just says, I'm in Egypt now. And then there's, and there's some great scenes there. But it's like, what's he doing there? There's no explanation of anything. Yeah. Like, they don't even get into the fact that he almost converted to Islam. Which was, like, nuts. Um, It shows him, like, shooting at the pyramids. Which didn't happen, but, I mean, I... That was a cool shot, though. It was a cool shot. Um, and then the scene where he's like talking to the mummy, or list trying to listen yeah. to the mummy, which is a, yeah. a and fucking amazing like, scene. Yeah. Like here's the thing: the, the movie is full of. Okay. Sorry, I don't no. want to derail. I want you to finish your thought. Oh no, but yeah, I so like, uh, you know, it. They do show the Battle of Austerlitz. Um, that was kick ass. That was kick ass. I think yeah. that was uh, of, of the people keep talking about the the grand battle scenes in this movie. To me, yeah. that was the only the battle one. scenes were awesome. Yeah, but that they one specifically awesome. was the one. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And I also liked the the first scene where he's storming the um, the fortress in what's this the coastal the the port city. Ah, uh, fuck, I don't remember. Um, well, whatever. When he storms yeah. that, like his first, you know, where he distinguishes. Even himself. though, yeah. So uh, even though that was the fortification wasn't like this big medieval castle like that, but rather yeah. these like small like beach uh, fortifications. But as a scene, killer. It was so yeah, good. very cool. Yeah, 
But it really doesn't, like, explain how Napoleon basically conquered from, like, Spain to Eastern Europe. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, Central and Eastern Europe. Uh, all the way down into, like, Italy and shit. Like, yeah, and it's just, like, all of a sudden he's, like, trying to fight Austria and Russia. And you're like, there's a lot of yeah space in between France and there. How is all of a sudden he... Yeah. I don't know. My big takeaway from this movie, and I... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I enjoyed it as much as you did yeah. as a whole. But, like, one of my biggest takeaways is that, like, if you didn't know anything about Napoleon and you watched yeah. the movie Napoleon, you would come away from it not knowing anything about Napoleon. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's, yeah. And I'm not saying that I expect movies or even want movies to be perfect history. I don't think yeah. that that always makes for the most fun no, movie. No, not at all. Right? Like, like, I think Gladiator's a cool movie, Gladiator's and that's not at all how awesome any movie. shit went down. Right. <laughs> uh, Braveheart's another another great example. Braveheart's a fun-as-fuck yeah. movie. If you don't give a shit about Scottish history, like, and, yeah. you sh- and you shouldn't. I mean, there's a narrative there. You, you can yeah. chart it from beginning to end, the story, William Wallace, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie has none of that. Like, none yeah. of the, the narrative charm. And so I came away from it thinking, like, I almost just wish that Ridley had like picked one or the other that he had either said like, okay, I'm going to make a movie that has nothing really to do with reality, but it's going to be this really awesome narrative focusing on like the sort of tortured romance between Napoleon and Josephine and you know, whatever, we'll make that a bigger deal. We'll add intrigue and we'll make it this sort of narrative. And who cares if you paint Napoleon as this sort of complex weirdo? Well, I guess he was that, but as this sort of dummy, as long yeah. as there's this sort of plot to follow, but there really isn't. It's just like a series of vignettes. Well, yeah, and it's it, got like breakneck speed pacing, and it feels like <laughs> it feels like in that regard, it feels like a History Channel documentary, in that there are all well. these, you know, expository like chirons flashing on the on the screen, where it's like, oh, this is this place and this time, but then there's nothing to sort of stitch those together. So you have these like attempts at historical set pieces interspersed with these often like really brilliant vignettes of Joaquin Phoenix like at his best I mean he's awesome in this movie and the chemistry between him and I forget his co-star's name the woman who played Josephine it's Uh, unbelievable Kirby what was it Vanessa Kirby Vanessa Kirby she's also spectacular in this movie yeah they're great together and every time they're on screen together it's fucking electric and there's uh, I laughed way more than I thought I would I know remember you saying it's very funny there's a a lot of funny scenes but it's like there's just nothing to hold all those pieces together in any oh. interesting way. And so, like, at the end of it, I just came away from it, like, feeling like I literally had watched, like, a series of TikToks on fucking Napoleon. And yeah. some of them were awesome, but it was, like... I mean, it, it's basically, it's a, like, 25-year history condensed into two and a half hours. <laughs> sure. So, it's just, like, it's, like, breakneck speed for pacing. Like, I think two and a half hours is just too short. To, like, tell that story. Like, you need, like, a fucking three-and-a-half-hour movie uh, yeah. at the bare minimum, I think, to it do It could have been two justice. movies or it could have been a trilogy, and I don't know no. that there's demand for that necessarily, but... Well, there um, is um there is the rumored um, Stanley Kubrick was working on a Napoleon movie before he did Barry Lyndon, mm-hmm. and he wrote the script, and there is... um. I know that there's been some talk that perhaps that will get adapted as an HBO miniseries. See, that would be... Like, I feel like a Napoleon miniseries would be great.
So here's the thing. It's like yeah. even like Napoleon's early years in Corsica before he even came to France are yeah. some of his most interesting. There's so much cool shit and his story's so yeah. great. And I just feel like even as a work of fiction, this movie didn't do it any justice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. care. Like, you know, I was I, I was talking to some coworkers about how I didn't like the movie and they're like, oh, well, I'm not surprised. You know, it's it's not super historical. I was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's not that that I'm looking for that. Like, I can read a book. I I don't think it was at the end of the day I just don't think it was a good movie. Yeah. It had it was it, the the parts were great but it was lesser than the sum of its parts. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. And I mean the thing is like there are a few things that I definitely uh have a gripe with uh historically. First of all, I mean I think it's fine to have Joaquin Phoenix play Napoleon even though Joaquin right now is about as old. He's just a few years younger than Napoleon was when Napoleon died. So yeah. like Joaquin Phoenix is 49 years old. When Napoleon was 49, he was already in his second exile. Right. In St. Helena. Um, And, like, close to death at this point. He only had, like, a few more years to live. Like, four more. Um, But I think that's fine. The problem is that Vanessa Kirby's, like, 20 years younger than Napoleon. But, like, in real life, uh, Josephine, she was a cougar. She was older than Napoleon. Right. Napoleon was into older women. She was, like, 10 years older than them. Yeah. And, um, which I think also kind of, like you know gives credence to you know her not being able to get pregnant obviously she was like already in her late 30s yeah when her and napoleon got together um but like they definitely correctly depicted uh napoleon being a horny little freak yeah totally like just like a like a like a cum-brained pervert uh the only problem is they left out the don't bathe letter i know which is that's the thing they that's become like a meme in the lead up to the movie and so i don't know if like Maybe maybe if the movie had been made six months after it was, maybe that would yeah. have been in there because that letter has like become com- common yeah, knowledge it's now. Very, like, yeah, so I'll be home in a week. Don't, don't fucking don't wash. Bathe, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So for those that don't know, Napoleon wrote this like one letter when he was like coming home from a campaign, and he wrote it to Josephine. And it just said, "I'll be home in three days. Don't bathe." <laughs> and and like the whole movie's like you know it's supposed to be his letters to Josephine when he's all horny for her on the road and shit like that. And they just left that one out, and it's like, what the fuck, man? You gotta put the don't bathe leather in. I, yeah. You want I, that unwashed fucking 19th like century pussy, dude? You wouldn't make a fucking movie about James Joyce and not 
talk about how he and his wife had like yeah. the fucking wildest butt fucking, and how he was just like, "I want to sniff your fucking farts, babe." Yeah, dude, like, just like <laughs> hardcore butt fucking constantly yeah, in all of his shit. Yeah. You, ever, you ever think about other guys and fart? Yeah. fart on me, babe. You ever think about other guys while you're farting? Yeah, that's that's James Joyce, right? Yeah, and yeah, like exactly. Napoleon yeah, was would basically have... like he was a fucking he was a nut. Yeah, which is great. And you know what? And... Ironically, one of the criticisms I've heard that's coming from uh, from some French viewers, obviously, yeah. okay, France as a whole, they do not like this. Not fucking a fan movie. of this flick, and I don't blame. And them. I and I don't blame them. No, I don't blame <laughs> them. If, if, like this is like just completely changes oh history. My God. It's it's nonsense. It's an yeah. absolute nonsense fucking take. Yeah. You know, fun or not, it's a nonsense fucking movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's interesting because like you know when I talk to Scottish people, Scottish people love Braveheart, even though Braveheart yeah. is fucking dog shit, because yeah. Braveheart paints this beautiful romantic picture regardless yeah. of history. And so people are like, fuck yeah, it makes me feel this sort of sense of like national pride. Dude, I cry yeah. when I watch that movie. There's bagpipes yeah. and shit. It's great. I've actually never seen Braveheart, which is funny. That's insane to me. Yeah, I know. That's insane to me. It's I yeah. I feel like you've told me that and I still forget it because Yeah, you do forget. I've told you that multiple times. You told you me that recently. Every time. Yeah. Um, I think that you should watch that movie. It's a fun yeah. fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh in the same vein as like Gladiator. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Anyhow, yeah, I, I, I've I heard that there's been pushback about the amount of sex in the movie, and it's like, nah, man, you guys got to understand, like, you, you're not going to find a guy, especially a guy, you're not going to find a guy who's like, yeah, I really like fighting, I want to conquer everything. You're not going to find a guy who's like that, who's not also a fiend for the butt. Like, <laughs> whether they're into no. guys or gals, or both. Except for Augustus. Really, though, or is that just the image that we have of him from his own editing history yeah it maybe might be, not. but it who maybe. knows but no. like we, we would have no way of knowing but as a general also, rule throughout yeah. history guys who like fighting also like fucking they're, they're cumbrained yeah. they're cumbrained idiots and, <laughs> and napoleon was that now he was yeah. also a genius this movie yeah. leaves out the fact that he was, he was also movie. he also went to call like he went to university which yeah. is pretty rare at the time yeah like he, he was he well was educated he was articulate he had a Corsican accent, so he definitely got like dinged for having like a hick ass Corsican accent. Yeah, picture um, like a, like a really smart, awesome dude with who came from like the fucking sticks in Alabama. You know what yeah, I mean? You're gonna, exactly. or I mean, frankly, uh, someone in Massachusetts who just like can't shake the fact that you definitely know they're from fucking Lynn. Like, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. you know, it is what it is. People people make these assumptions about. Uh, about yeah. where you're from and accents, and that was a very real part of his story. But they don't even really address no. that. They barely mention no. that he's no. Corsican they actually the just movie. present him as a moron. Yeah, they they, <laughs> they do mention that he's Corsican, but it's like glossed yeah. over completely. They don't even explain what the fuck that means. So here's yeah. the thing: that he was like a native Italian speaker. That then Corsica goers, got bought by France. Not even Italian, Corsican, which is like yeah, Corsican, a, a, yeah, a yeah, totally yeah. different. I mean, it's closer to Italian than French, but like yeah. Um, they say, I think Corsican is actually the the Romance language that is closest to Latin in modern. Uh, I believe that's Sardinian. Oh well, the two are very similar to one another. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Sardinian is only like eight percent different, I believe. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Um. So anyway, they they they, I don't know. I feel like a movie should have a. The only thing a, a film owes its viewers is yeah. that at the end of the movie, you have some notion. Of what the fuck the movie was about. Yeah. And I'm not... And I don't... And, even th think and this is a movie about how Napoleon is proto-Hitler. 
Yes, but even that, like, they they don't even do a good job of making that point because if you wanted to make a movie about how scary Napoleon was, you should fucking illustrate all of the fucking conquests and victories. And they don't even do that. They just present him like he's this fucking... He's, like, impotent from the start. He, like, makes... He has a couple of fucking big wins, and then from, like, at least the halfway point on... He's just this fucking bumbling dink who's like, I can't get my wife pregnant. I can't do yeah. anything right. Nobody likes me. I'm getting me. cucked left and right. And then, like, yeah. then the Tsar of Russia is just like, yeah, I'm going to go fuck your ex. How you like that? Which, like, yeah. you know? And then he's just even like, though, Even then, though she was she was dead at that point. She died no, she wasn't. before. She, she, no, she died before he got sent to Elba. She did, but she died after she uh, did. She did meet with the Tsar. He did go yeah. to visit her. And yeah. they took a walk in the garden. And yeah. so it's not even crazy to, con- to have conjecture yeah. that there was but like, but they, there, they but make us that he comes back from Elba in order to like stop the, stop his like cucking happening again. Oh yeah. But it's like, she was dead at that point. Like he wasn't ready yeah. to her when he was on Elba. She was dead. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, th- there's certain things too. Like the, the, the presentation of the 13th of Vendée Mier reaction, mm. which is in the movie, it's the insane, like right wing, uh, loyalist, uh, or sorry, royalist um, uh, propaganda take that is like completely disagreed to by like all historians now, which yeah. is like the 13th of Vendémiaire reaction was a group of mutinying soldiers that tried to storm the uh, that tried to storm the palace, and um, uh, or like you know tried to like take over the government and reinstall the monarchy. Yeah, and they were mutinying soldiers that uh, that then like Napoleon had to lead the uh the resistance against and napoleon lost like a hundred dudes in this skirmish like but in the movie they present it as a bunch of just like fucking citizens like holding up like flags and shit that napoleon just opened fire on with cannons right but it wasn't it he, like it was like a grape shot that he used yeah uh, which is basically kind of like a, <coughs> like a buckshot yeah like it's like it's like a, it's like a cannon. cannon shotgun and it, but that, it was a against mutinying soldiers it was like an actual skirmish yeah between soldiers well he uses grape um, shot in the movie too and it's brutal he like mulches those people yeah. So it was like the the 13th of Vendée Mia reaction. It was like an actual skirmish between soldiers. Like these were mutinying soldiers yeah. that were fighting. But the movie presents it like Napoleon just fucking opening fire on civilians who are just having like a peaceful protest. Yeah. It's um it's it's I think that the proto Hitler comparison is great. Like yeah. And I mean one of the things that bothered me the most is that the o- the only time the only time that you have any inclination of like what this dude's win loss record actually was like is in like a like a pre credits gr- infographic which there's I don't like when infographics are in movies I don't oh, care dude. for it yeah that was so fucking dramatic and, and it posts this infographic and it's like all of a sudden it's like yeah uh, yeah he fought in sixty three battles and here's the death toll of them it doesn't even yeah. it doesn't say like there's not even a moment to be like yeah by the way I know that this movie didn't at all point out this to you the viewer Uh, however napoleon won like 60 out of 63 times often against insane odds and was just like always a fucking freak and like oh maybe that's the reason why in like the final battle at waterloo he makes this like seemingly insane decision dude when you've been winning always yeah yeah, maybe you might make a call like that but in the movie they paint like he's just like like, 
It's like, why does he have this hubris? He hasn't even fucking Ugh. done anything. He's won, like, two battles, and now all of a sudden it's he thinks he's It's because he's, like, won he... routinely with, like, one to three ratio of soldiers yeah. against the other yeah, side. Yeah, he's been fighting these same dudes over yeah. and over and over again, learning their tactics and fucking sniping them. And instead, in this movie, yeah. it's like, all it took was the stern know-how of the Duke of Wellington to turn this, like, little French freak into burger yeah. meat. And it's like, yeah. you know... You know how many times he beat the Duke of Wellington? Didn't he beat him like multiple times prior I'm to this? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. so it's not. I mean, he point. beat, like, he, like, he, oh, it, like, he beat the Brits, like, in, like, open combat all the time. Never on the sea. They don't even get into the naval part no. of this entire fucking story. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like Trafalgar or anything like that, which yeah. is, like, his biggest loss. Yeah. Um, uh, other than Waterloo. But, like, yeah, like, and the thing, too, that completely glosses over, it makes it look like it's always Napoleon declaring war. As opposed to the fact that the Brits would just never allow, like they would, they would like start a fucking, um, you know, a coalition and just get smoked. And sometimes they would sue for peace afterwards, but then like a year later declare war, or they would just never accept terms. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it was, it was really the Brits just could not. Stand well, also if you'll notice, they this... never show the Brits lose a battle against Napoleon on screen. Yeah, the only time the... you actually see him fight the British on screen, yeah. he gets his fucking ass kicked at Waterloo. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just it's just nuts to me that yeah. anybody buys that shit. Yeah. Like, like dude, they, like they don't the, do anything it, it to establish why why he's so uh, so feared by all these yeah. people. It's just like yeah. he crops up and then what? Everyone just decides, well, this seems like uh tyranny and so we've well. gotta put this guy in his place. It's like, no nah, man, no. He was yeah. forever winning. Yeah. And it, also, they don't probably they don't the get, greatest general of all time. Yeah, they also don't get whatsoever into the Napoleonic Code, which still to this day is basically the basis for all of Western democracy. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I oh, mean. Yeah. Like he like, totally like, reformed French law and, by extension, European law. And yeah, by extension, the, all the rest of law. yeah, like still to this day, much of like uh, you know the civil liberties of people in the West and whatnot is based off of the Napoleonic Code, which was written by Napoleon. Like he completely redid the system of law in the west um yeah. uh they just don't get into that at all yeah, um <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable yeah it, it's also like you can tell that like dude some of it is just so goofy you can't help but laugh like the part where i think it's to the king of britain napoleon just screams you think you're so great because you have boats and then like it's a it's away. an ambassador it's an ambassador oh, okay yeah i yeah um Right, yeah, they make him seem like a total bum, and then the British guy's like, "Well, it's it's unbelievable for such a great man to lack to so utterly lack manners or something yeah, like that." Yeah, common decency. Yeah, dude, yeah. fucking unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, they really made him look like a fucking hick. And yeah. he just and he, it is weird that he looks old the whole time. He looks like this haggard old dude. Yeah, they um, didn't even bother really de-aging. One thing we got to give uh, Ridley credit for though is that he didn't lean into the short guy trope, which I appreciate because yeah. Napoleon wasn't a short guy. Yeah, Napoleon was uh, actually kind of tall for his age. He was five yeah. seven, which in you know eighteen hundred was above average height in Europe. Yeah, I think like um, five six was the average. Yeah, five five or five six was average yeah. height for a man. So he he wasn't you know a giant by modern. I think the big thing is that he always surrounded himself. His like personal guard yeah, had to be like six huge feet tall. Motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. So like he looked small when his retinue was around him because he was, yeah. he, he had giants around him, but yeah. Um, yeah. He was like a normal sized guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They also, they completely, there's no, uh, Mira whatsoever in the movie who is my favorite of the marshals. Yeah. It just like 
swagged out of his mind, dressed like a fucking um, he would like dress like a Cossack sometimes. And yes, he had, like, yes, yes, yes. Long, the long fucking mustache. Yeah. <laughs> with the ponytail. You know what I did like? I did like the costumes in the movie. I thought they were great. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of scenes, and it was Barra small looked stuff, awesome. But... Yeah. Yeah, Barra. totally. And you would see, uh-huh. you would see, um, like cavalry officers and French cavalry yeah. officers at that time would wear the double braids. Yeah, yeah, and like exactly, they did yeah. all that. Like that was great. The set design was amazing. I thought the soundtrack, yeah. it was a little f- not forgettable, but it was kind of yeah. understated. But it was good. There were the couple yeah. times that I zoomed, zoned in on the music. I was like, this is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll probably go back and check that out on its own because, like, I don't know, music with a movie is sometimes hard for me to spend too much time focusing on, especially yeah. the first time I watch it. But I thought the soundtrack yeah. was good. Um, yeah. I thought the set design was good. I thought the performances across the board were pretty spectacular. It's not like it was poorly acted or anything. Um, yeah. And I, I actually, I, I liked Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon. I had no issues yeah. with the casting or anything. Um, my main gripe is just that I came away from it feeling like it was a disjointed mess. And like, yeah. even though sometimes that mess was fucking fun, I yeah. don't know if that it makes was a it very a, sloppy movie. It yeah. was sloppy as fuck, and it's like, dude. Although the battles were awesome, there was, yeah, the, the battles, battles were, were cool. very well done. Even though they were stupid at times, like there were no trenches in Napoleonic warfare, yeah. and Waterloo shows them as being in trenches. Yeah, which which the very funny part is the trenches would be perfect to stop a cavalry charge, and when the totally. cavalry charge comes, they have the guys come out of they the come trenches. out of the trenches to meet them. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's like what like yeah. what the fuck. But um, there were a couple things about that that were cool, like when they showed. Um, when they showed, uh, la, 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 what's his name? Um, the Duke of Wellington used the, yeah. the hexagonal. Um, the square. The well, they were hexagons in the movie. Or um, uh, yeah. What's the what's the what's five pentagons? Yeah. He had them in pentagons in the movie, but um, yeah, that was that's accurate. That was cool. and that was a Napoleonic tactic. That's a tactic that Napoleon. Came well, that's up the thing. He utilized he utilized that in Egypt against the um uh fuck what were the fuck what were the horsemen the um it's called. I don't remember. I can't remember. But he used that as a tactic when he was like super outmanned. Like so, that's in the what desert. they don't they don't explain at all in the movie. I was gonna say like it's a tra- it's a legitimate battle tactic. What they don't describe, what they don't tell you is that like Napoleon that's Napoleon's own it. tactic. So like they <laughs> show it work to startling effect. Yeah. But what they don't show you is that Wellington straight up lifted some shit Napoleon did. They don't do yeah. anything. That's the other thing. The only time you really see how innovative he was is that Austerlitz when they show the way that he had had his like troops hidden under white blankets and stuff. Yeah. Um. And then and how they the gave up the high ground. The- they gave up the high ground to have them march down and then swung back around with hidden troops. Yeah, to regain the high ground. And then launch yeah. cannon fire into the frozen. Well, the, lake. the cannon fire into the lake was a, a myth that actually it had been written about by soldiers after the battle, but that all historians, there's been no like archaeological evidence recovered to suggest that it actually happened. But there were soldiers from the battle that believed it had happened, and they would like wrote about it in their journals. So in terms, well, of it also that, made for I, great I, cinema. Yeah, so. and honestly, that like it may be true. It probably isn't true. But the people at the time thought it was true, so I think it's totally fine. Yeah, to put that in there for, and I don't think that makes it historically inaccurate. But also, life. just to like to clarify, like again, like the historical accuracy shouldn't even be like the most important thing if you want to yeah. make a good movie, or yeah. it can be, but it doesn't have to be, right? Like I think Napoleon's yeah. story is interesting enough that you could just make a movie about Napoleon as it was, yeah. and it would be great. Similar to like Genghis yeah. Khan, you could make a fucking Genghis Khan movie, and it would be mm. fucking kick ass. Just following the facts yeah but i also am fine with the desire to alter that to make a different artistic expression yeah it's just like you gotta if you're gonna do that there has to be like some sort of cohesion that makes it feel like a yeah 
a, a, I don't know, a, a narrative, yeah. some sort of project. Yeah. Because it wasn't some outright, like, abstract art film either. So, like, you know, if you're going to eschew those norms, then really mm-hmm. dig into it and make something weird. But you're yeah. not doing that. You're making a big-budget epic, so fucking... Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we'll just have to watch the seven-hour Abel Gantz uh, silent film from, like, 1907, <laughs> Napoleon. Uh, yeah, which, I mean... Which has a much cooler representation of my boy Robespierre. Uh, who looks so fucking badass in the Abel Gantz movie, and they do him so dirty in Napoleon. I know, they did make him look like sort of a fucking, a sort of a, a, a punter, but... Uh, yeah, dude, yeah, they made him just this, like, fat, whiny loser. I'm looking him <laughs> up in the, um... Oh, the Abel Gantz one is so fucking good. I'll send you a picture, I have it. Oh, yeah, he's got the glasses, I've seen Yeah, this. the glasses, yeah, he's just, like, looks like such a badass. <laughs> yeah. Oh but yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's so fucking cool looking in that movie. Please could you stay away to share my grief? It's such a lovely day to have to always feel this way. And the time that I was so
Yeah, no, they uh they definitely did Robespierre dirty in it, and they don't they don't also like they don't get into any of the like how Napoleon was one of Robespierre's guys at first. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the 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 Napo- uh, the Bonapartes were um uh were like far left Jacobins at first, like he and yeah. his brothers, and so they well that's were, the other um, thing. So his brother is a character in the movie, and it's like they they if, amalgamate if, all the brothers into Lucian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother. And if you and if, there's no Joseph, his older brother. If you don't pay attention, um, you almost don't even realize who the fuck it is. Like, yeah, there's like a couple moments where he like calls calls Lucian brother. Yeah. Um, they don't talk about his family. They mention his mother, but like not. I don't know, man. It's just. Yeah, although I think the actor did do a good job in the small small bit. Uh, let me look up his name real quick. But the guy who plays um, uh, uh, the guy who plays Lucien, who's really uh, an, like I said, an amalgamation of all of Napoleon's brothers. Um, he is the actor of uh, Matthew Needham. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he did a good job, like the part where he says, "If my brother like betrays the revolution, I'll kill him myself." And then like that little look they give each other, where he's like, oh, "Fuck it, just yeah. go with it." And yeah, that was great. Uh, I thought that was good. Um, oh, that that Needham, whole scene was plays, spectacular. Um, he plays uh, the clubfoot Laris uh, Strong in House of the Dragon. Yeah. Um. So I like that guy. He's cool. But yeah, I thought I thought even though he only has like five minutes total. Of screen time in Napoleon, I thought he did a good job. Well, that's the thing. Every I think everyone did a good job. Yeah. There's no, there's no, none of my complaints about this movie are like, um, related to the performances. Really, I I, I yeah. felt like even like maybe it's an editing thing. Maybe maybe we'll see some director's cut come out that's like kick ass. Yeah. I I would be shocked if it was awesome, but um, no. you know, I don't know. And I'm never one to to suggest that a movie ought to be longer, but it really did yeah. just feel like. If it was gonna be the type of movie that it was, there there were just too many things missing. Yeah, to keep it cohesive, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, I like like I said, I like Ridley Scott. So do I. Um, I think he's I think he's a very good hack, <laughs> kind of. Sure. Like I think he had two all time bangers. Uh, one in 1979 with Alien, which is one of my favorite movies ever. That's and that's then, uh, that's one of the best movies ever. I think we yeah. can just go ahead and say that. that yeah, movie and then Blade Runner amazing. as well. I love Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. Yeah. Like he had two all time <laughs> movies with those, and then has like he's just had like a lot of middling and some bad movies um, throughout like most of the rest of his career. I don't think any of them. I would even uh, I haven't watched any of his other ones that I think are like great other than those two. But although I guess you know I do like I do like Prometheus and I do like Alien Covenant. Yeah, Prometheus which, was cool. I I would have to rewatch it. Yeah, it's, you know, Alien it's Covenant of... is sick. I'm sorry, I don't I know why that it. movie. I don't know why that movie got so much hate. It's fucking brutal. Really? It's yeah, it's sick. I like <coughs> that movie a lot. And that's like I a might, sequel like, to Prometheus, right? Yeah, and there's still allegedly going to be a sequel to Alien Covenant to finish that trilogy. Was uh was uh Numi Rapace still in yeah. it? Yeah. She's great. Uh no, she she's not in Alien Covenant. The oh. only holdover I think is Michael Fassbender. Yeah. I think. It might have um a couple others, but it's got like fucking Danny McBride in it. Oh awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a fucking sick movie, dude. I'll have to check it out. I I should yeah. watch Prometheus again, and then I should watch yeah. Alien Covenant because I, like I really like. I think they're both really good. Yeah, I think they're both really good. Um, to be honest with you, a- I mean, even even the the shitty entries in that series, I enjoy. I like the Alien series. Um, Aliens I've never seen is the series. You've seen Aliens? Yeah, I've seen Alien. Yeah, Aliens is amazing. The James Cameron. 
Yeah. Oh, that movie's fucking amazing. It's like one of the best sequels ever. Yeah. 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 Aliens is really good. Um, yeah. And then, although I haven't seen three or uh, what Alien Resurrection, I haven't seen. Yeah. Those I remember watching them both when I was like a kid. They would be on on yeah. TV. Alien Three is David Fincher's first movie. Right. Which is insane. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, so I think that I think that Napoleon was interesting, and I think that it left a lot to be desired, and it yeah. I think it did one of the most interesting characters in human history kind of dirty. Yeah. Um, Although there's the one scene where Napoleon's like meowing like a cat, he's begging to fuck. Yeah. There, there was. <laughs> see, that's the thing. All that stuff like, is killer. Like there were, there was some like, like where he's stomping. like stomping. Where he's like yum 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 yum. Yeah. And he starts stomping, and then there's the other one where he gets under the table and pulls his wife down under the table and like fucks her in front of all of his guards. Yeah. I mean, there's a tablecloth, like, but he's like, I want to yeah. put a baby in you and now. Then the- yeah, and then the succulent breakfast scene. Oh yeah, which I thought was a total a total fucking. Uh, I was dying. Nod that, to dude. the like uh, a succulent Chinese meal. Yeah, that's right, what it yeah. felt like to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get your hands off my penis. <laughs> what is my crime? Enjoying a succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, this guy's I just see like, you his... know your judo well, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, this guy's wife is just flapping her arms around screaming. Oh, dude. And he's I... like, I will finish my succulent breakfast. Dude, that, yeah, when she's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I... I'm eating breakfast. I was in a theater with like five other people and oh, yeah. I... I... I really almost lost it when that fucking happened. <laughs> I think I, like, in an almost empty theater, just went like, dude, what the fuck? This, like, like, large family behind me. Well, not large. It was, like, five people behind yeah. me were all just, like, laughing. I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like, dude, yeah. There it, was a it lot was... of that in this movie. And I'm fine with that. I like what the no. fuck. I think that's Yeah, me great, too. You know. Yeah, they, they were... Uh, uh, dude, it was so funny, too. It was like, I'm watching this movie, and, like, I was in a pretty packed theater, probably, like, three quarters full. For, like, a Sunday afternoon show for this. And, like, I was laughing. Like, I thought, I think I found this movie way funnier than all, everybody else there. Like, other people were laughing at parts, but it's just like, yeah, the succulent breakfast part. And then, like, the, the num, 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 yeah. num part. <laughs> I was num, fucking num, dying num, during num, both num, of those. Num, 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 yeah. num, num, num. Yeah, and then she's like, fine. And he just, like, like hits her, like, back shots. Oh, and for, every, like, five time, seconds every time they show him have sex with his wife, it's insane. She, it's yes. like that scene with Goebbels in fucking Inglorious yes. Bastards. Yeah. Like, they do nothing. They just make... <laughs> like, dude, they, like, there's not a single, like, chill depiction of Napoleon in this entire It's just like movie. Napoleon busting after five seconds yeah. doing back shots while Josephine looks, like, bored out of her mind. Yeah. And then all even of a sudden, though, even though canonically she was as much of a freak for him as he was for her, right? That's well, another that's the way they, they they all of a sudden it's like she's like bored, she's cheating immediately, and then all yeah. of a sudden she's like, "I love you, I'm obsessed with you, I want to be yours." But forever. no, and like by by all all accounts, she was as horny for him as he was for her. Yeah, <laughs> like you and know like, what I mean? Could they, you blame her because in real life he was a fucking stud, and I don't mean yeah. how he looked; he was goofy looking. Yeah, he, like yeah. Joaquin is better looking than Napoleon. And oh my that's fault, not my fault, yeah. A great compliment. But uh <laughs> but yeah, he 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 was a fucking stud muffin, dude. Yeah. <laughs> if you were living in an age where like you know, the vestiges of like medieval chivalry were still like fresh in everyone's mind and like yeah. the idea of like martial valor was like the hottest thing going. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who to compare him to. You're he was the dude. 
He was fucking George Clooney, dude. <laughs> he was the fucking Michael Jordan of fucking yeah. kicking ass. And, and yeah. the movie presents him like he's some kind of fucking Dennis Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he was a solid role player, but, you know, people remember the hair. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, I know, right? That's actually... And the I nails. Of it, but that is the comparison of the movie. Or the wedding dress. In, right. In real life, in real life, Napoleon <laughs> was Michael Jordan. Complex, yeah. yes, but ultimately just fucking racking up dubs like you wouldn't fucking yeah. believe and yeah maybe and then retired came back from retirement came back from retirement <laughs> it was not the same yeah it wasn't the same that's but, a very good that's very good right yeah, and, in the, and in the movie he's fucking dennis rodman in a fucking wedding dress yeah again one of the greatest defensive ballers of all time but like yeah no that's not, not what anyone remembers yeah. he's now he's friends with kim jong-un yeah you know which that's my final take yeah two out of five yeah, I, I gave it a three out of five, just because it was funny. I laughed a it lot. It was funny. Yeah, I think, it was a I funny. Th- I think. I think so far it's maybe the funniest movie of the year. <laughs> it, it was. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of comedy this year, so I, I couldn't tell. Oh. You. I think comedy's kind of been dead for a while, which is like unfortunate because oh. I do like a good comedy movie. But yeah, um, yeah, it was. It was certainly funny and quirky at times, and like. I think our our final assessments of it are kind of similar. Yeah. It's just that like I think you you didn't hate it as much as I didn't hate yeah. it, but I think you liked it more than I me. thought. It was I thought it was a decent movie, a terrible Napoleon movie, but a decent Napoleonic era movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a pretty bad movie. <laughs> yeah, but um, but I yeah, liked I, things about it. Yeah, but uh, you know what else I watched recently that did have Ralph Ineson in it as only for his uh, voice, the the Pope's Exorcist. Oh my god, I now, watched that's a it, funny yeah, fucking... and I forgot that his voice was in it. Who did he, was he like the... He was the demon. The demon? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I watched Osmodeus. that movie, but I was like, oh, I had see, taken an edible, I... and I was like half asleep. So that, and... mov- that movie is presented as a horror movie, which I think is the wrong way to watch it. Yeah. You have to watch hysterical. it as a horror comedy. It was hysterical. Because Russell Crowe Russell Crow awesome Crow is great in it. Ralph Ineson, who's only in there by voice, is by far the second best performance. Yeah. Then, like, everybody else, it's like, damn, where did they find these fucking people? Like, some truly dreadful performances in that movie. Um, like, I couldn't help but laugh every time that fucking dumb kid oh my God. was possessed. Oh, it was my like, God, dude. It's like, this kid needs a fucking coach. Right? Dude, his was... facial expressions oh. are... Like, this is supposed to be, like, threatening. Because, <laughs> like... Yeah, Dude, like, yeah, it was, it was like it was so something. fucking funny, dude. I was dying. Laughing. I do think Russell Crowe is better as like a fucking bloated yeah. goof than he oh, ever dude, was thick, as like a leading thick man. Russell Crowe is great, dude. Yeah. I love thick Russell Crowe. Yeah, he's hysterical. You know it, when he was great in speaking of Napoleonic yeah. era, I loved yeah. him in Les Misérables, dude. Yeah. You ever see that movie? No, no I'm, I'm not, not much really. one for musicals. Uh, I hate musicals. Okay, well, I'm not. I don't hate them, but it's rare I that I enjoy one. And I liked mm. the movie of Les Misérables. I've never seen yeah. it on stage. Obviously, I don't really yeah. go to plays. But uh, yeah. Les Misérables was cool, and he was in it, and he was singing, and he's not a great singer, yeah. but he did his own singing, and uh, that's yeah. that's a good flick. You should check that out. Yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely recommend The Pope's Exorcist. I love Thick Russell Crowe. Yeah, it was a fun movie. He's going Marlon Brando mode right now. Yeah, where he 100%. just used to be in incredible shape. Was like. A Hollywood leading man for how good looking like he a is. Stud muffin, and yeah. then he hits like forty five years old, fifty years old, and just whoop, like a yes. hundred pounds. That's it. The beers. It's all about the beers now. Yeah, I'm yeah. drinking beers and I'm making fucking weird movies. Yeah. Um. I speaking of Russell Crowe, another movie I just watched was L.A. Confidential, where That's he plays movie. like a fucking bruiser. 
Yeah. Um, that was a great flick. I really yeah. liked that movie. Um, and I, I also really like Guy Pierce, and he's kind of – you don't see him in as many things these days, but he's good. No. Yeah. He's been in some good stuff. No. Another Russell Crowe movie I watched recently that has the beginnings of Thick Russell is The Nice Guys. Oh, that's I mean, a great movie. That's a great movie. That's I really like that movie. movie a lot. I think yeah. he and um, Ryan Gosling had really good chemistry in that yeah, movie. Yeah, very good. Yeah. And I'm almost surprised that it didn't spawn more yeah, films with that. You know what definitely, I mean? There should definitely be a sequel to that movie. Yeah, that was that was really good, and they they were awesome together. Yeah, in that I really like Ryan Gosling, but I feel like he's yeah, like too. you got to point him in a certain direction. You know what I mean? Like he he's great in certain certain specific roles. I feel like he really shines. Um, but I also loved him in Barbie. I thought he was fucking awesome in that movie. So yeah, yeah. still haven't seen it yet. Although it finally comes out, I, I bought oh that's right. To it at one you didn't point. get to go because yeah, because were... I got fucking norovirus. You got norovirus. I was just, like, puking nonstop. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get to see it, but it's coming out on Max this friday so I'll yeah i'll have to re- i'm gonna rewatch it because that movie was uh, but my excellent. movie of the year so far godzilla minus one yeah run don't walk the movies are back the i got it i got back i gotta check it out i was it's thinking so about good. maybe going uh to see a matinee on on uh thursday or yeah, actually should, friday maybe you should, you should do it asap because it's not gonna be in theaters much longer i don't think do you want to do you want to go see it on friday uh i work on friday but yeah at night uh night. i'll have to see, yeah we'll talk uh, we'll talk yeah, we'll talk. Um, but um, but yeah, no, that's fucking awesome movie. I love that one. Yeah, I'm 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 really dying to see it. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Anything else? Yeah, nope, that's good. Great. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, yep. So uh, you know, we want to thank you guys for listening once again. Uh, we spread by word of mouth, so please, if you can tell people uh, tell people about us, you know, your friends, neighbors, coworkers, um, family members that you hate, whatever, you can uh. Let them know about us, and um, we have a Patreon, and so uh, if you like this episode and you would like to donate, you can go to patreon.com, but I need to always check this before I should say this. It's a backslash left unread, yes. I believe. Not yeah. left unread pod. It's yeah. patreon.com slash left unread. Left unread. Um, so you can go there and you can donate a small monthly amount uh, that will help us out and help us uh, grow the podcast. And... Um, uh, eventually, you know, once we get to uh, about 50 subscribers, we can start doing, you know, specific paid content. Um, but uh, before then, you know, maybe when we have some guests on, we'll do timed releases for our Patreon subscribers, that kind of thing. Cool. Um, but yeah, so we uh, thank everybody who's donated so far. And if you would like to, again, you can go to patreon.com backslash left unread. Uh, you can also rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. Uh, that really helps us get out to new listeners. Uh, you know, the more more reviews, the more ratings we get, the more, you know, the algorithm will favor us in searches. So um, if you like us and you haven't done that yet, please go ahead and do that. Hell yeah, please do. We love you yeah. all dearly like you are our own children. That's right, from our loins. Yeah, like we, come... like we squirted you out from our own nuts. Yeah. You are, you, you, all of our listeners grew in our balls. <laughs> 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 All right. All Bye, right. everyone. See ya. <laughs>